Welcome to Catholic Sports View, a look at the athletes and coaches who shape the Trinity League. Exploring where athletics meets faith. Now, here's your host, Bob Gibson. Welcome to Catholic Sports View. I am Bob Gibson. We're glad you joined us again this week to our show brought to you by the Catholic Diocese of Orange. And we cover the Trinity League from top to bottom, boys sports, girls sports, everything that happens in the Trinity League. We cover it right here on Catholic Sports View. Well, uh, a big guest uh, for us this week, Brett Ormsby, the head boys water polo coach at J. Sarah Catholic. We had a nice uh, conversation with Coach uh, a little bit earlier in the week, and uh, he's got the top water polo team, I think, probably anywhere right now, as a matter of fact, certainly here in Southern California, an undefeated start, and we're going to hear from Coach uh, in just a couple of minutes here. But I just wanted to kind of run through some of the standings in the Trinity and, and in a variety of sports. Some sports haven't even started league. Uh, girls golf, for instance, uh, just getting going on uh, match play when it comes to uh, Trinity League action. So uh, we'll have those updates for you as we go along. And, of course, football and, and water polo uh, and the other sports are moving along here. And girls volleyball just about ready to wrap up as well in uh, league play here. And they'll be headed to playoffs in just a little bit. So let's update you a little bit here. How about uh, in water polo, since we're going to talk water polo here in just a couple of minutes. Jay, Sarah, uh, as we mentioned, the top team, 16-0 and overall, 2-0. and in the Trinity, Santa Margarita one and O in Trinity. Modern Day and Servite both one and one. Olu and St. John Bosco yet to win a uh, league match, but uh, we'll see how this all plays out. Here's uh, plenty of time to go here in Trinity League water polo. How about uh, we talked about girls volleyball? Modern Day thirty three and two, the number one team in the nation, six and O in league. No problem for the Monarchs. They have been rolling along, just destroying just about everybody. Uh, in their path, uh, another top team for Dan O'Dell and the Monarchs again this year. Seems like uh, that's sort of the story uh, every year. Jay Sarah and Orange Lutheran, both four and three in league, uh, both with over 20 wins on the season. So uh, they're rolling along as well. Santa Margarita with 15 wins on the season, two and four. And Rosary, even though an 0 6 start in league, still a winning record overall, 16 and 12. So all our Trinity League teams doing very well in their overall standings. When you get to Trinity League, it's a whole different ballgame. And uh, how about girls tennis as modern day uh, 4-0? We just uh, heard from Debbie Schaefer, their head coach, last week. Uh, 12-2 overall. 3-1 and one is Santa Margarita right on modern day's heels, playing some good tennis this year. Jay Sarah at 2-2 two and two and Olu 0-3 as we look at Trinity League girls standings. And how about football this past week? Well, uh, the three games... I guess, uh, you know, you expected modern day to take care of business, even though Jay Sarah certainly has been playing very good football this week, but, uh, the lopsided score, probably a little bit of a surprise. Modern day shuts out Jay Sarah 42 to nothing in their latest football game. So modern day just continues on, of course, two and oh in league and the perfect seven and oh start to the season. Servite also, what a start they've had. Everybody talking about Servite, a lot of buzz around that program. But St. John Bosco said, you know what? We're still Bosco. Don't forget about the Braves. 56 to 27 over Servite. It was 42 to 8 at halftime. Uh, the Braves had pretty much put it away by that point. And uh, St. John Bosco is not going anywhere, folks. Even though the one loss uh, that was controversial uh, to the team from Hawaii a couple of weeks ago, no problem for Bosco here as they keep pace with modern day at 2-0 in league. And then the only game that was very close here, Orange Lutheran 
got back in the win column, defeating Santa Margarita 28-21. They squeeze one out as uh, Santa Margarita's late comeback attempt falls a little bit short. And uh, only with a big third quarter, 21 points scored in the third quarter to put them over the top in what was a 7-7 game at halftime. Uh, so Olu really comes through there, and they are tied with Jay Sarah at 1-1 one and one in league, and then Santa Margarita in Servite, 0-2 starts. Uh, of course, overall, everybody has a winning record, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see Interesting to see how this all gets going here, the Open Division, Division One, who gets placed to what playoff pairings. Long way to go, though, so still more football to be played. So that's a little bit of an update on uh, some of our sports in the Trinity. And where the standings are, we'll, of course, uh, cover rankings and uh, all those kind of things. And then playoff pairings, as I mentioned, girls volleyball coming up, and uh, we'll have those playoff pairings for those divisions as well as they all happen. All right. Uh, well, as I mentioned, we uh, had a chance to talk with Brett Ormsby, uh, the head water polo coach at J. Sarah Catholic. A really good discussion. A lot of talk about uh, uh, some of the uh, methodology and uh, how they get there and, and how it's all done in building this great water polo program. And then kind of overall as well, we talk about um, what's happening at J. Sarah Catholic and then the overall the lifting of the athletic program. And it's really one of the top schools anywhere athletically, certainly academically as well. Uh, we, we talk about that as we're focusing in. Man, J. Sarah has so many top teams now. And uh, boy, they're one of the top schools anywhere. And it's fun to watch and fun to cover for us here. Uh, as we go through the Trinity League. So here's our discussion with Brett Orms. Let's say hello again to the head water polo coach at J. Sarah Catholic High School, and that is Brett Ormsby. Coach, good to talk with you again. Thanks for having me on. Hey, it's been a perfect start to the season, metaphorically, but uh, in actuality too, so far. And I know those things are probably hard to forecast going forward, but uh, this water polo program that you're in charge of uh, has quickly become the best here in uh, in Orange County for sure. And in Division One, you're ranked uh, number one. And that's saying a lot because there are some really excellent water polo programs here in Southern California. And right now you got the best one. That's got to be a good feeling. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I enjoy my job every single day. I'm fortunate to be able to coach the kids that I coach. Uh, fortunate to coach alongside the other coaches I get to coach with. And, um, you know, it's certainly, it always, it always helps to have talent. It's always fun to have talent and we have a lot of talent right now, but the process is what makes it enjoyable. Just learning, getting better, you know, and having a good group of kids that are really open to being coached and who want to continue to learn, continue to get better, continue to play good disciplined water polo makes it a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm really, uh, blessed. You know, and you bring up your other coaches, and I want to talk to you about you specifically and your other coaches. So many of you played yourselves when you were playing water polo high. I mean, your list of accolades as a player is as long as uh, anybody's out there. You've got coaches on your staff who are very well-accomplished water polo players. You know what it takes to get there. Your coaches know what it takes to get there, and you're able to to show that to your players so that they know the path how to get there. Yeah. So I think, I think there's a balance there. I mean, certainly having played at a very high level gives you some credibility with the athletes, some understanding of some of the nuances like in the water when you're working with individual athletes. And that's where guys like Alex Obert and McQuinn Barron are, are so valuable. You know, the ability to still kind of get in the water and show the tricks of the trade, but it's not a requirement by any means at all. And some of our best coaches on staff, some of our coaches who are I think most impactful for me and for the program aren't necessarily the ones who were Olympians or mm-hmm. even even college, 
you know, D1, um, but have studied the game and understand it well, but also bring in things like that are supplementary to the program, whether that be like video analytics, statistics, you know, those kind of things. I think um, we have some coaches who do some of that for us, uh, providing scouting reports to the athletes um, that are really valuable to what we're doing. How has the game evolved in that way? Uh, you know, training techniques, as you mentioned, you know, using uh, you know analytics is a big word now in the world of sports, and I don't know how that all always applies to every sport, but maybe it does in 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 the world of water polo. How have these things evolved over time? Um, I mean, in a grand scope, I mean, I when I look back to like my high school experience, mm-hmm. like we didn't even have a weightlifting program. You know, I lifted on my own because I was ambitious and I wanted to get stronger. I wanted to get better. This was the late '90s, and it was San Diego, you know, and it was just. It's a different time and place. So you add that, you add the mental side of the game, you know, it, it's way, way bigger now. Like run, running this program is, is way bigger than I think it was. And so all these things come in, like you mentioned training techniques. I, I mean, I would say I train the athletes different. Well, shoot, I train them different this year just versus last year. <laughs> um, but this year versus where I was a decade ago, let's say. And some of that is experimental uh, and some of it is over time, you've just like, okay, this works, this doesn't work. How can we refine it in terms of like the video and the analytics? I mean, I think we're on the front end of that. Um, different programs in, in water polo are, are at different places with that. You know, I often think so, think of uh, a guy named James Graham at UOP, who I think has been probably the most aggressive in trying to incorporate analytics. And I've had very little kind of interaction with them. But in the little bit that I have, it's like, oh, there's some interesting stuff there that we can definitely apply. Mm. And so we're just trying to get better with how we uh, compile data and then how we analyze that data and put it into play. And I, I think that there's a huge growth potential there for us. And so kind of what I'm commenting on is just that we've started to have a couple guys who've taken ownership of that and really tried to work to to improve that for the program. Is that information that you've gathered along the way too? Uh, as a coach, I mean, you spent time in college, uh, at Stanford, I believe, for a little bit, did some coaching there. And of course, obviously, you know, the championships, you won at Cathedral Catholic before, uh, you know, uh, moving on here to Jay Sarah. So uh, are you collecting stuff from coaches you meet, people you've worked with along the way? Yeah, I'd say it's, it's more that than anything. It's just mm-hmm. interaction with colleagues. I mean, and just staying, staying fresh and sharing ideas. And that's where I think most of it comes from in terms of, how you look at the game and what you want to pull out to, to analyze, you know, um, what message you want to try to convey to the, to the athletes. I mean, to me, that's what it's really about. Like I'm able to look at something and have a sense for what I want the athletes to understand from it. And it's an understanding that I already have just from, from watching it and analyzing it myself, but having like actual data to support what I understand or what I feel is valuable. Right. So then how easy is it to actually just pull that data out and show it to them versus like in the old days. And I still do this now because I'm not as efficient with this stuff as I should be, but like watching the tape and like every time I see like, okay, a new possession, I'm making a tally or whatever, but now we can obviously pull that out much more efficiently. So that, that to me is kind of what, what it's about is how do I look at the game and what do I want to pull out and provide as evidence to the athletes to, to encourage them to make some change or another 
And then what ideas do I get from other people in terms of how they're using that kind of stuff? I know, uh, you know, talking to Brett Kay uh, a while back, you know, uh, you know, baseball coach at Jay Sarah, you know, he said, you know, these, these kind of things are here to stay, you know, within baseball. I imagine maybe it is within water polo as well. You know, kids are wanting access to these, to these kinds of information. Do you find kids are more open than, and, and wanting this kind of feedback and, and, and this information to help them? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not going anywhere. More information is better as long yeah. as we organize it and, you know, synthesize it and communicate it effectively. So yeah, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it going away. Yeah. As I mentioned, uh, 14 and 0 start, uh, to the season as, as we're talking here. This has turned into one of the great rivalries. I think uh, anywhere is Jay Sarah, Newport Harbor, uh, in the pool. You got him this last time in a tournament, uh, over at Harvard Westlake, 10 nine sudden death. How much fun is it? to watch two great programs like that get in the pool and battle it out yeah no question i mean it's it's always fun i mean uh, every time those two teams compete against each other i think they bring out the best in each mm-hmm. other kids play hard it's good water polo too i think the level of water polo is good i think it's good for fans you know of high school water polo to watch um so yeah it's fun is it pushing your program to have programs like that you know uh, th- absolutely. That you play? yeah absolutely yeah absolutely this is a pretty experienced team, right? That, that you have this year. I mean, you've, you've got, uh, uh, Bodie, uh, Brinkema. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Yep. And, um, you, you know, he, he scored the winning, uh, goal, obviously to beat Newport Harbor. Seems like you have a lot of experienced players, uh, that are really leading the way for you this year. Absolutely. Yeah. Our senior class has kind of been, I think we've been kind of on the lookout for them, even mm-hmm. as like sophomores, they were excelling, you know, and then particularly as juniors, you know, we were a junior heavy group last year that, made it into that CIF final game and and won that SoCal regional. Um, so we kind of knew this year, this senior group was going to be strong. I think what we've seen from them that has been encouraging is that it's not just a year older, a year, you're bigger, you're stronger, you're better, but they're, they're leading now, you know, and I think they had the ability to lead last year, but it's, it's tough sometimes when you're, a junior, you know, and you have your seniors who've been there longer and who you've looked up to and like trying to find that space and where you fit in terms of leadership. And when that transition happens, you know, and we start training again, like in January, you know, in our off season programming, it's like those guys aren't around anymore. And like, it's very natural to step to the fore and start to lead your, your teammates. And I think our, our seniors have done a good job of that. I think that the team has a different feel to it this year. I, I still don't think we've played anywhere near our best water polo, but there is a confidence in the team, you know, and a, a really collaborative sort of effort to get better, to talk through problems. Um, that gives me a sense of confidence. And I think our training has been great. And so I'm still waiting for all the pieces to click into place, you know, and to come together and, and for these guys to play their, their very best water polo. Pretty amazing to to be undefeated at this point. Some of the lopsided scores you've had against very good other programs, uh, maybe a little bit lower division than when you're at where you're at. But you know, obviously, to beat the the Harvard Westlakes and, and and the Cathedral Catholics uh, and Newport Harbors of the world, and, and say you've not played your best water polo yet. I mean, is 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 it a matter of just unlocking that next gear for the kids, or is it something that they need to find for themselves? Yeah, no, that's a great question, and and we're always like. I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's a trip as well because mm-hmm. it's like, I respect all these programs and all these coaches and I know how hard it is to win, you know? And so like to be in, in the place that we're in and to be, to make a statement like that, I don't do it flippantly, you know, I do it, I do it just knowing my team. And I think that I don't know that we 
we have the final answer yet, you know, and this is part of the fun of coaching is that tinkering, you know, and like you're, you're constantly working to try to fine tune and perfect. And that's the point that we're at right now. I think, you know, the major things are kind of under wraps, but you know, the minor tweaks are there. And um, in particular for us, I think one thing has been slow starts. We're, we're 14 games in now. We, we're very clear that like every team's going to come out and take their very best shot at us. And that's like from game one, that's been the case. And that that's something that I think is new for these kids. Like we've never had that, right? Like it's not that anyone overlooked us last year, but there's a target on our back. It's been the number one seed and everyone's coming out and they're coming out swinging. And I respect that. And we need to do a better job of kind of preparing ourselves for what that feels like at the beginning of games. And so getting off to faster starts is something that we're still looking to improve. Um, certainly defensively, we, we've focused a lot of energy over the last, I'd say, you know, week and a half, two weeks just on the defensive end. And that's not, that's going to be something we are continuing just to spend a lot of time on the front court defense and the five man just locking down. I think we have the potential to be a great defensive team. And some of those wins that you mentioned, you know, lopsided in nature, but kind of high scoring, you know, like a 14 10 win, those kind of, and we, we think we can be better than that defensively. And so those are some of the things that I kind of, I kind of think of when I, when I say that we still haven't played anywhere near our best, our best water polo, not from start to finish. We were just talking about that, the great senior class that you have and any team can have a couple of years, maybe of success. It's hard to create a program that has sustained success over a long period of time. And, and, and one of those things that I see talking to so many coaches over the years is having those kids who pass down to the younger kids, you know, how it's done, the way we do it, you know, here in our program, you know, the Jay Sarah way, for lack of a better term, maybe. Um, is that important to have those kids, you know, teaching the younger kids that are coming up through the program, the methods and, and, and the way to continue this success? Yeah, absolutely. Especially in like in a high school program where you're going to have turnover, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think when I'm coaching a group like the group I'm coaching right now, it's like, man, how great would it be? to be in the pros and I want to lock all these guys up. You know what I mean? Like I want this guy, these guys for 10 years or yeah. 12 years or whatever their career is. That's just not the reality. You you know, you got four years and they're gone. And so the culture is critically important and it has to be passed down from generation to generation. And I referenced at our beginning of the year, parent athlete meeting, like a Greek proverb that coach Glute and I, used when we first got to Jay Sarah, which is like something along the lines of a society flourishes when old men plant trees, you know, whose shade they'll never sit under. Right. And we had these guys who are gone now and we stay in touch and we try to bring them back. Right. Cause that's important too, yeah. but they laid that foundation. So now it is the responsibility of these current guys not to take that for granted that someone else helped put you in this place and you need to help put the next guy in, in an even better place. And our seniors do that. I mean, I'm, I'm really proud of our seniors. Um, you know, our captains, Will Schneider and Ryder Dodd are just wonderful leaders and they're, they care about their teammates. And even just this morning in video, I mean, they're, Hey, can you stop that? You know, and they want to say, Hey, Hey guys, did you see when that happened? Like they, they're part of that teaching process, which is really cool. Uh, connecting on a peer-to-peer level so that the instruction isn't always like coach to athlete, but peer-to-peer as well as coach to athlete. Um, some of that stuff is starting to, I think, get ingrained here at J. Sarah, which can be pretty powerful for us, you know, for the long haul. And the bigger picture of it is, is that you know, J. Sarah Catholic is 
quickly becoming a real athletic hub. I mean, of a, of a high school. I mean, on the, the boys' side, the girls' side, all the athletic programs are just so successful right now. Do you feel like that's kind of feeding off each other? And maybe as a coaching staff within the athletic department, that there's that you know, rivalry. I don't want to say rivalry, but you know, competition, right? Everybody wants to to be part of that. Everybody wants to get in on the fun of of being one of those winning programs. Yeah. So, um, you know, I actually. I personally don't don't feel at all like that there's any quote unquote rivalry or, mm-hmm. or like desire to like I want I want to be able to do what they I that's not what I feel and there, that may exist right um but I actually look at two different things to kind of explain the success and one is like mentorship you know for me when I have an issue and it's not always like it's not always specific to coaching and certainly not specific to my sport it might be administrative in nature. It might be just, you know, understanding how the school works or dealing mm-hmm. with, with, with parents or something like that. I go to Brett K, you know, and like BK is my, one of my mentors here, you know, and I've sought him out and, and that relationship has sort of grown over time. And that's super valuable to someone like me who's still relatively new at the school. Right. So to have those older veteran coaches who've done really well, yeah. I've taken things from Keith Wilkinson. There's stuff that he does with his basketball program from Eric Kirsch with the boys soccer program. Yeah. So there's like that wealth of knowledge and it's just like being able to kind of pull things from people. And then the other thing is, I think things have changed a lot at J Sarah under the athletic director, Chris Ledger, mm-hmm. and he preceded me by maybe a, a couple of years, you know, but I was one of his hires, you know, Keith Wilkinson was one of his hires, you know, Chase Frazier with uh, uh, boys and girls track and cross country is one of his hires. So I think you're starting to see like a coaching staff that's put in place under him that is ambitious, that does things in a certain way, like transformational coaching, as opposed to just, you know, trying to hunt wins. And so I think those all explain some of the broad success at J. Sarah. And what I love about it too is it's all done under the scope. And then having talked to Chris and so many other coaches, having talked to you before as well, academics, faith, integrity, you know, all that is at the forefront of what this athletic department and these programs are, are all about. I mean, it all starts from those things. And then we can get in the pool or on the field or wherever and win some games. Yeah. So it goes to the other side of campus and, and it's it's not even just Chris Ledger, but it's Rich Meyer, the president mm-hmm. of the school and the foundation he sets, right? And it's Eric Stroop as principal and it's Chris Harrington is a big one as the admissions director, like, you know, how he looks at his potential student body, right? Because those are the athletes, yeah. those are the students that we're getting. And I think he does a phenomenal job. So, so yeah, we're, we're fortunate to have some good people in positions of leadership here. I'll mention it again, 14-0, perfect start to the season. We're recording this interview a little bit earlier in the week, so by the time people hear it, your your league campaign will almost be done. Is, is winning a, a Trinity League championship still, still a big goal for you guys? Yeah, I mean, it's not something that we're, we're that we've talked about. For me personally, like, and I tell the athletes, and this can be really tough because sometimes there's there's times where it can be tough to play for me because of this approach that I have. And that it's not about, you know, hey, are we good enough to win a training league title or are we good enough to win a CIF title? But can we maximize our potential? Mm-hmm. That can be somewhat exhaustive, like because it's like we're always pushing to maximize potential. Like That ultimately is what it ought to be about and individual potential, but collective potential as well. And so I feel like when you have a talented group like we have now, if we maximize potential, those things will come you know, the, the Trinity league titles and so forth. And so, you know, certainly we're always excited to get into Trinity league though, right? It's like the group of teams that you get to see year after year, after year, after year, 
So that's kind of fun. And we took some thumpings in my early years here in the Trinity League. And, you know, now we're in a different position. And it's it's fun. Like we go over to Modern Day today. You know, I've spent a lot of time on that water polo deck at Modern Day. And so it'll be fun to go over there um, and compete against those guys. Obviously, the opportunity is there to win uh, a couple of different championships this year. And you certainly have the group to do it. Coach, we wish you luck. We thank you for the time. And uh, we're, we're looking forward to seeing what the Lions, if you can, if these kids can maximize everything in them. And like you said, those championships will come. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. This is Brett Ormsby, the head water polo coach at J. Sarah Catholic. Again, I want to thank Brett Ormsby. Great discussion. Boy, that water polo program, uh, we're going to see. They're going to make some noise, of course, in the postseason. The sky's the limit for this squad because they've got the players uh, to make a big run and win some big championships coming up. Good luck to them, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch. We'll remind you again of our email address, catholicsportsview at gmail.com. And if you wish to uh, find us on X or Twitter, we are at Catholic SV, and you can catch us there as well. And uh, let us know what you think. Give us uh, an email or a follow on social media. Let us know what you think of the show. Um, are there any topics you'd like to hear covered that, that uh, maybe we haven't hit? We're going to hit all the sports as we go along here in this school year. So don't worry about that. If uh, whatever sport you follow, we will cover it along the way for each and every school. So we have a lot of fun doing it. Thank you again. I am Bob Gibson. We are, of course, brought to you by the Catholic Diocese of Orange each and every week. And we thank you for listening. And we'll see you right here back once again next week on Catholic Sports View, where athletics meets faith. Have a great week. You've been listening to Catholic Sports View, exploring where athletics meets faith, a production of the Roman Catholic Diocese of Orange in Southern California. Tell a friend about this podcast and be sure to share on your social media platforms. We'll catch up with you again next week right here on Catholic Sports View.